Welcome to the Losing Weight with Fasting and Mindful Eating podcast. I am your host, Monika Banach, an advanced practice nurse and a weight loss coach. I am so grateful for you taking the time to listen to today's episode. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me on another episode of Losing Weight with Fasting and Mindful Eating Podcast. Today, I want to discuss a very highly requested topic, and that is topic of refeeds. Specifically, after breaking a longer fast, and by longer, I mean anything over 48 hours, I would say prolonged fast. I will discuss why it is important to refeed properly, and I will also give you some examples of good refeeds, stuff that I refeed with typically, and I will also touch on the refeeding syndrome. Some of you might be familiar with it. So before we get started, a quick disclaimer, everything discussed here is based on my personal knowledge and experience. None of this is medical advice. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. So always seek the advice of your physician with any questions you may have. If you haven't already, please take a moment to leave a review on my podcast. It helps to spread the word, and I truly appreciate it. So I actually don't even like the term refeed because I feel like it carries this negative connotation with it as, you know, you have to eat to make up for the lost time when you fasted. So for me, instead of just saying, like, when you're fasting, you're not eating. When you break the fast, you're just eating. So let's just say not eating periods and eating periods. But maybe that's just me. For the longest time, I would get overly excited about the refeed. I would like plan it in my head and I would, I would attach maybe too much of my mental focus on it where it almost created this celebratory thing every time I ate. And of course I would end up overeating because I felt deprived and I wanted to celebrate eating again, refeeding. But I don't know, maybe it's just me, but let me know on my Instagram DM at fit.fat.hotaf if if the feeling is mutual. Maybe you're also feeling this way. Maybe the whole term of refeeding carries the same type of connotation in your mind. So let me know. I don't like to break my fast with a big meal after 72 hours because again, like I said above, it creates too much excitement and makes me more prone to overeating and binge eating. So I actually just kind of try to make it kind of boring and make it like a smaller meal, like half of what I would normally eat. And believe me when I say this, I have made lots of bad decisions after breaking a fast. I actually have to tell you this story because this is probably one of the worst stories of my refeed situation. So (laughs) 
it's like I still have a PTSD after this. So I start, I did a 72 hour fast and I had a date planned with this man. And so after breaking the 72 hour fast, I met him for dinner. I started off with a dirty vodka martini. Okay, that's a no-no right there. Do not break your fast with alcohol, especially 72 hour fast. It is not a good idea. It's terrible for you. (laughs) Then I had another no-no, a fried appetizer. I think it was like fried shrimp and some fried veggies with it. Then we proceeded to split a bottle of wine, some more alcohol. And for dinner, I had this amazing filet mignon cooked, mignon cooked medium rare with Brussels sprouts. Another no-no, because my body did not handle this. And this is, again, this was early on when I started fasting. So my body was still kind of not used to this whole like fasting and eating. So I was getting a lot of tummy issues and little runny situation, like runny, (laughs) runny stools. So immediately after finishing the steak dinner, my stomach like bloated. It felt like a rock. Like I could not even suck it in. I was wearing this skin tight dress with no Spanx to to help keep things in. Guys that don't know what Spanx are, it's just the stuff we wear to keep things tight, but I already lost so much weight, so I didn't really need to wear Spanx. So I was super excited. Hey, nice tight dress, no Spanx. So yeah, I looked like I was probably six months pregnant. Very uncomfortable, number one. Then I felt my stomach just gargling, just discomfort. So I went to the I run to the restroom. Let me tell you, I will never do that again. I sat on the toilet for probably 20 minutes, peeing out of my butt. It was awful. And if you've never peed out of your butt, <laughs> you cannot stop it. There's no sphincters to stop the pee out of your butt. It was <laughs> it was awful. And whoever was in the restroom there with me, I feel really bad for them because it did not smell good either. So I was in the restroom for so long that my date texted me to check if I was okay. So of course I lied and told him that I was feeling a little tipsy because I haven't drank in a while and I was feeling a little nauseous. So of course I'm not going to tell him that I was shitting my brains out (laughs) in the restroom. So we plan to do a few other activities after dinner but I had to end the evening early as I did not know if I would even make it to the car without worrying about things coming out of my butt, okay? <laughs> so yes, I will never forget the special refeed, never, ever. So learn from me and don't do what I did because it was very stupid. I've heard people say things like, oh, I broke my fast with junk food. I was fine. I don't know what the hype is all about. So why do you stress this, you know, big deal about breaking a fast properly? Well, okay. So maybe you didn't have GI upset. Maybe you didn't have the diarrhea or bloat. But the inside of your body, after a 72-hour fast, you have to think about it as, think of your body as a newborn baby, 
you want to ease into eating solids and harder to digest foods because you what happened is you basically you cleared the house your body and you've lowered your gut bacteria which is good especially for people with gut dysbiosis but now you want to introduce good bacteria into your system so your body can produce the good type of bacteria. So if you start with junk food, you will get imbalance of bacteria and most likely have more of the harmful gut bacteria than that we worked so hard to eliminate. So that's why, I mean, even though you feel fine, junk food is still not recommended. So let's say you eat a big chocolate cake and a piece of steak your body is not going to be able to digest that effectively. Because like I said before, what happens, everything in your body slows down. After your fast, there's less digestive enzymes and the bacteria is lowered significantly. The bacteria that digest your food. So if you throw those hard to digest foods, it will be hard for your body to break it down. So when you reintroduce foods back, you want stuff like probiotic-rich foods, stuff that's easily digestible in order to repopulate that gut bacteria and build back that healthy and stronger than ever stomach lining. And you also, you don't want to eat a huge pile of food right after a fast, even if it's healthy stuff, because it will be hard for your body to break down that volume of food because everything has slowed down. So if you pile everything up, it's going to be hard for your body to break through all that stuff. I will go into more details of good examples of a refeed, but I typically start off with a bone broth and maybe some steamed veggies, maybe fermented veggies such as kimchi or sauerkraut. Those are great for repopulating good bacteria, especially for people with gut dysbiosis. If you tolerate dairy, you can have some grass-fed full-fat yogurt. Sometimes I like kefir. I'll make like a kefir smoothie with a little bit of like like low-sugar fruit, like berries and stuff. Be careful with proteins. I love like healthy proteins like fish and chicken and stuff, but they can also be a little difficult to digest like right after breaking a 72-hour fast. You can have them a little bit later, but like give your stomach just a little bit of time to just kind of wake up and start working again. There's a rule that I guess the longer the fast is, the longer you should take time to refeed. So if you've, you've fasted for 10 days, you should take like about five days to slowly refeed instead of just attacking your body with just a pile of food. And I'm a proponent of shorter refeed windows, mainly because I've had issues with like binge eating. So if I have a long window, I'm more likely to just snack, snack around all day. And I just know that for me, that's not good. So I usually take about two hours maybe to refeed. And that doesn't mean that I'm eating the entire two hours. So what I typically do is I will start with a kidney shot. For those who don't know what it is, it's good for rehydrating the kidneys. 
especially in people prone to like kidney issues, such as frequent UTIs, kidney stones, or even people with just lots of toxin buildup in their body. So what I do is I put in about in a cup of water, I put two tablespoons of raw organic apple cider vinegar, half a teaspoon of baking soda, and about half of a fresh squeezed lemon. After I drink the kidney shot, I usually wait about 30 minutes or so before I have any other food. And this is for a couple of reasons. One is that baking soda will increase the pH in your stomach. So it's going to make your stomach a little bit more alkaline, which will make your food digestion more difficult because we want the gastric acids in there, the more acidic environment in order to properly break down the food. And also the kidney shunt kind of helps me kind of start rehydrating my body. I start drinking a little bit more water with electrolytes and it helps to kind of wake up my, my stomach as well. Just keep in mind, if you do the kidney shot, that half a teaspoon of baking soda contains about 629 milligrams of sodium. So keep that in mind. So do all the fast have to have special prescription when it comes to breaking a fast? No. So for me, and I actually have like a chart on my Instagram that kind of describes and talks about all of this. So if you're if you're fasting anywhere from 24 to 36 hours, I don't think there's any special prescriptions as far as breaking your fast. I think you should still, of course, keep your fasting a little bit more healthy because you will feel better. But there's nothing, I mean, you're not gonna, it's only 24 to 36 hours. So things are not gonna change that much. So these recommendations are for people, you know, anything like, 48 hours to 120 hours, you want to keep those precautions. You want to start off with something light, maybe a bone broth. I'll talk about bone broth a little bit later. Or a light soup if you're vegan, maybe some veggie broth just to kind of wake up your digestion. And especially if you're dry fasting, you definitely want to break your fast with the kidney shot that I talked about above. And that will really help to alkalinize those kidneys. And I mentioned above the refeeding syndrome. If you're going really anytime longer than like five days, you want to make sure that you are ingesting electrolytes throughout your fasting. If you're drinking plain water and you're going pretty long on your fasting, like more than five, seven days, then you can you might run into an issue called refeeding syndrome, which is actually potentially fatal shift in fluids and electrolytes. So what happens is there's a sudden increase in glucose, and that can cause some of your electrolytes like potassium, magnesium, and phosphorus to shift from the outside of the cell to the inside of the cell. So that's kind of why you, when you're doing those long fasts, you want to make sure that you are ingesting electrolytes. 
Because if you drink a lot of plain water, you will flush out those electrolytes. And when you start eating, you want to be gentle with your carbs when you start to refeed. So read out about it, educate yourself. And again, refeeding syndrome is not very common, especially for people that are utilizing electrolytes and are keeping those, that fasting window less than five days. But just kind of be aware of it. You don't want to run into this problem, of course. So I mentioned for myself, I typically, I will start off, after I have my kidney shot, I will start off with a bone broth. And the reason I love bone broth is because there are so many, so many health benefits. Bone broth has a long history of being used as a digestive tonic, and it helps to heal and seal the gut. So some of the benefits include improved digestion, it helps to boost your immune system, maintains healthy skin, hair, nails, it has a lot of collagen in there. It helps to heal leaky gut, and that was a big deal for me. I had a leaky gut and some gut dysbiosis. It helps with detoxification, and it's it's got so many amino acids and minerals. It's great for sleep too. Sometimes if you have a cup of bone broth in the evening, it helps you sleep better. I do try to make my own bone broth whenever, whenever I have time, but eh, with my busy schedule, I usually keep some of my kettle and fire bone broth. That's my favorite bone broth. They have, it's all grass-fed, non-frozen, organic, very clean broth. It is slowly simmered for about 24 hours at 130 degrees. So what that does, it actually helps to pull all the nutrients from the bones, the collagen and the amino acids to soak into the broth. There's no preservatives, no toxins, and no fillers. So that is my favorite broth. And really, most importantly, it is so yummy. I love the chicken mushroom bone broth. That's probably my favorite one. And I add a little bit of salt and lemon to it and drink it kind of like out of a coffee cup. And I've had some really nasty ass bone broth that I could not even stomach the smell of it. Like some of it just smells like it's awful. So if you want to try it, I do have an affiliate account with Kettle and Fire. And I'll, I'll post the link to it below in the description if you want to check it out, if you want to message me for any questions about it, I do have a 15% off and my code, my discount code is fit.fat.hotaf. They do actually have a meatless option for the vegetarians and vegans. They have a vegetable broth. So my typical refeed, so actually the favorite, my favorite thing to do is let's say, Let's say I refeed at like in the evening, like around five or six. Sometimes after a 72-hour fast or anything longer than that, I will just have bone broth. I'll have like two or three cups of bone broth and I'll just go to bed and then eat next day. Like I'll have an omat meal, maybe at lunch or something. That's for me, that's my favorite way to break a longer fast because I really don't like going to sleep like stuffed. I don't sleep as well. And after a set, you know, five day fast or 72 hour fast, 
it will I know that it will take my body a little bit longer to digest it. So my some other favorite refeeds for my stuff, I love arugula salad. So I'll have some arugula salad with avocado, maybe some tomato, cucumber, a little bit of olive oil, and I will have some, I love seafood, so I'll have some white fish, something light, maybe some shrimp, maybe tuna or some chicken or something like that. I typically don't eat a ton of protein when I refeed because again, for my body, it's just a little bit harder to digest it. I know carnivores out there, people that are carnivore, they like to have a steak on the refeed. So if you can handle it and you can digest it, sure, do whatever you want to do, do whatever works for you. I'm just relying my personal information and my experience with refeeds. Sometimes I will also have some berries. I love like low sugar berries, stuff like blueberries, raspberries, maybe blackberries or something like that. I love that stuff. So that's it. Very simple. Don't overcomplicate it. Do not look at the refeed as a celebratory thing, because I think that that's where the problem comes for a lot of people. They just put so much focus on it. Just look at the food as nourishing, nourishing your body, not stuffing your body. Use these refeed, those eating windows to establish a healthier relationship with food. Actually, just like when you eat, sit down, get off your phone, sit down, stop watching TV and just eat the food, taste the food and listen to your body, listen for the cues. Am I full? If you're full, if you're satisfied, stop eating. You don't have to eat all that stuff. And people will say like, oh, but I feel bad throwing this good food away. Well, so what? You rather, I'd rather throw it away than put it on my hips, right? So don't, I mean, don't feel bad about it. Don't stuff yourself till you can't breathe anymore. Listen to your body's cues and stop when you're satisfied. Just for like a quick weight loss stuff, just really focus on making changes in your so-called standard American diet, the SAD, the SAD diet. (laughs) Because if you go back to the way you used to eat, I promise you, you will most likely regain the weight and you'll be left frustrated and disappointed, depressed, because that's happened to me. I've done it. I've made all these mistakes. So if you have struggled with food and diets in the past, this is a really great opportunity to develop a healthier relationship with food and your body. After a 72-hour fast, you shouldn't be craving a ton of like junk food and sugar because your body resets those serotonin dopamine receptors. So that is to your advantage. It really helps to kind of keep that those cravings at bay. I'm sure you've heard the term, you are what you eat. And that is certainly true. But more importantly, you are what you digest. Let me explain. So it's very important to focus on a strong digestive system and rebuilding a healthy microbiome, a healthy gut bacteria. Because your gut health impacts literally everything in your body, your brain, how you feel, the way your skin looks, your hair, 
and most importantly, your body's immune system. About 70% of the immunity, like your immune system, is housed in your GI tract. So think about it. When you nourish your body, you want to break your fast and you want to eat foods that will rebuild that good flora in your GI tract. Even after you break your fast, when you start eating, the healing process, the autophagy from fasting doesn't really stop. It continues. It continues to, your body continues to heal and get better. Your body will get more efficient and more flexible with every fast. So if it takes you a little while to get into ketosis initially, give it some time. Your body will get more metabolically flexible over time. I'm sure you've heard that word, metabolic flexibility, and it will be so much easier for you to go in and out of ketosis without having or experiencing all the negative side effects, such as keto flu symptoms, feeling tired and stuff like that. Even if you do just one fast per year, you're still better than you have been without any fasting. According to Dr. Pompa, his book, Beyond Fasting, one fast a year can decrease cancer by 95%. That's huge. And just the fact, like being able to produce stem cells, it's such a wonderful benefit of fasting. People pay a lot of money to be injected with stem cells. And fasting also can help you turn back the whole body's aging system and it will forever change you because it has changed me, my mental, my psyche, how I feel, everything. And I want, I want to leave you with just congratulating you for taking this step in your health journey. Please stay connected with me on Instagram at fit.fat.hotaf and send me your fasting stories. I would love to hear those. I love hearing people's stories of transformation, how they started their journey and where they're at right now. And just stay connected. I love hearing from you guys. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, share it on your social media, and be sure to leave a review on iTunes. Follow Monica on Instagram at fit.fat.hotaf and on Twitter at FitFatHotAF.